0: Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. Authentic conversations with change-making medicine women and cosmic dudes empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your host Sabrina Riccio and I am so, 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 so excited about this episode, about life right now, all the things. It's Gemini season, I'm feeling it my birthday on Saturday. I'm feeling it. It's like my last days of 28. going to be turning 29 and then I'll be my last year of my 20s. Oh man, it's been such a journey. I can't even begin to tell you how insane my life is. I mean, you're obviously listening to my stories through Sovereign Society podcast and you're seeing what's happening when I share over on Instagram, but Holy shit, it has been a shift and like full on Saturn return in it. But what has kept me really just on track is just allowing myself to be myself, allowing myself to be vulnerably and authentically myself, which is inspiring other people to be themselves too, which is my passion. And today's episode I am so excited about because I've been wanting to have a conversation with this goddess Panur. Boss Bay, medicine woman. Ah, oh, I love her so much. I have Melissa Ambrosini with us today, and she is such a powerhouse and a total inspiration. And I just adore this woman so much. So if you don't know who Melissa Ambrosini is, wake up, open wide, because she's coming full force in this episode. She's the best-selling author of Master Your Mean Girl and her latest book, Open Wide. She's the host of the number one podcast, The Los Sam Brissini Show, which I highly suggest. She's got bomb-ass people on her show. She's a speaker and a self-love teacher. And what I love about her is that she's just, like, there. She's very, like, real with the way she speaks, straight-talking, my kind of woman. But I also think it's because she's also Italian, so, like, I we speak the same language in that way. Like, we were both raised Italian Catholic, so... Just listening to this episode, you're going to hear me be like, I get it. Because, like, if everyone's your mirror, this is one of my favorite mirrors. (laughs) Let me just say that. But what she does is just she really teaches women how to unlock their full potential and master their inner mean girl and just really smash through limiting beliefs and ditch the self-doubt because we are all here to live a life far beyond our wildest dreams. And so I just believe in this woman so much. I'm a huge fan of her work and her being and she's a huge inspiration so to have her on the Sovereign Society podcast I'm beyond honored like if there's words to like that like bigger than honored that's where I'm at with her but she's a total gem and so we talked about a lot of really amazing topics because without a doubt we're witnessing a time where people are really ready to open wide and they're here to be more vulnerable and more real than ever before and we've all been doing this deep inner work. Because we're done playing small. We're done bullshitting. We're done dimming our light. It's done. Like, it's not serving us. It's not serving humanity anymore. We've all, if not not, if not all, there's a vast majority of us that have had a massive wake-up call where we're like, whoa, things are shifting. We need to, like, really reevaluate what's really important here. And so she is, I just love her because a lot of this conversation we talked about, the divine masculine and the divine feminine right within us and we're realizing right now this important of balance i think being a gemini like the twins you know i see a lot of like my, me balancing like my inner mean girl and like myself my ego and myself and just really allowing myself to choose love above all else and this is what so much of what melissa's work is about too and the thing is, is that it takes time to really get to the space where we can honor where we've where we've been, know where we're going, and it takes time to reprogram the thoughts and the beliefs that we were raised around. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? It just it doesn't. <laughs> it takes time. And the more willing we're the more willing we are to really conquer inner mean girl or inner mean boy. The more we're able to show up fully for ourselves and for others because let's face it they are reaching out and they are lashing out or because they're trying to get our attention for us to love more and melissa's all about love like she's all about like i'm choosing what is love and what i love about melissa is that she is so honest and so vulnerable and so real and she honors where she's at she has this thing called the ccc crystal clear communication, which we're gonna talk about more in this episode, but it's all about just being really clear with what you need. Like when, pe- when you're clear and you're vulnerable and you're real, that's where you really beget respect because you're being honest and that's where people start to trust you because people want vulnerability and authenticity more than ever. And so we need to focus on balancing ourselves, honoring our boundaries, honoring ourselves, cultivating this connection being real, being vulnerable, being authentic, because this is what really empowers and inspires others to take action and to stay true. And this is what the golden era, this is what time's all about. So this is a lot of what I'm teaching in my upcoming course, Thrive, and that is launching this Sunday, June 10th. So the day after my birthday, I'm launching Thrive, and it's a lot about conscious business strategy, kundalini yoga, And modern mysticism to really transmute and heal the old story, make peace with our past, and then start to really come up with a really crystal clear plan to go forward, move forward, be the light we wish to see in the world, share our medicine, heal ourselves so that we can heal the lineage and see and heal our perception with the way we see the world. It all starts with us. And this is what Melissa and I talked about so much. It's like we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. And so. You can check that out by visiting the link below again the doors close on Sunday there you can also have an opportunity to work with me one-on-one through there there's payment options for as little as $8 a day we can work together this summer so that you can really use this summer energy and the fire of summer and the heat of summer to really burn through what doesn't serve that is my intention with this so to go back to this episode She is just, I just love this woman, and she is the boss babe, Pitta, Kaffa, type A, Leo rising firecracker, is a go-getter, she gets shit done, she's a best-selling author, just a wife, like, ah, yes, open wide is such a must. So in this episode, we talk about how Melissa conquered her inner mean girl, the power of operating from love above all else, how conscious men are starting to really embrace their divine feminine as they heal their divine masculine, which is such... Uh, my favorite topic right now and has been this is how we're anchoring heaven on earth guys and gals okay and then we talked about taking responsibility for our divine masculine and divine feminine within the importance of honoring our downtime and honoring the ebbs and flows of life the power of saying no whoa power of saying no reclaim your power right transmuting and reprogramming the power the people pleaser within because that's a tough one <laughs> The martyrdom. That's one that is just, like, coming through. And how to really call in our soulmate partners and soulmate sisters and brothers so that we can be who we are, like, fully. I'm grateful for mine. If you're listening, you know who you are. Love y'all. And the importance of why we need to be radically honest and vulnerable and authentic to build this trust, and how her book, Open Wide, is really here to help heal relationships because we are working on cutting this divorce rate, We are working on creating more intimacy, more soulful sex, more soulful love, more soulful relationships, more soul everything, just soul all over the place. So I'm really excited about this. If you want to listen, obviously, to this one, but make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, Sovereign Society Podcast. And if you love this episode or you love what you've been hearing, please leave a review on iTunes. I'm working on climbing up the ladder to bring in more people, all the good things for you. I'm here for you to continue to show up for you and for uplifting humanity. So if you can just take five minutes of your time to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. And as a bonus and as a thank you, you get my free ebook, Sauna, which is a guide to help you really cultivate a daily practice and cultivate self-love rituals every day so that you can show up in the world as your full and authentic self so i'm really pumped about this episode i've been waiting for this episode and waiting for this episode and waiting for this episode and now it's finally here so here we go chapter 42 of the sovereign society podcast opening wide to the power of love with melissa ambrosini enjoy hello and welcome to a new episode of the sovereign society podcast I am so excited about this conversation with Melissa Ambrosini, and it's so funny because when her team reached out to be on this podcast, it was still under the Sovereign Goddess podcast, but after I had Luke Story reach out and me like, hey, we need Cosmic Dudes on your podcast, I was like, you know what? We do, and I've heard it for a while now, and to have Melissa on here where she's talking about relationships and the masculine divine masculine divine feminine this is why there is this evolution that's happening and i've just you know been completely open to how this is all unfolding and just allowing spirit to take the lead here and trusting and so far i've had a really amazing men that are coming on the podcast that are on the podcast and it's really amazing because what they're all sharing is how they're like ready to be vulnerable and they're opening up and ready to open wide. And I'm sure that, you know, with Melissa writing her latest book open wide, it's just, she's feeling it too. She has, she's gotta be feeling it. Am I right
1: sister? (laughs) You are right. And it just made me think you need to get my husband on here too. Yeah. I'm open. Of course. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, He's amazing. And he's got a lot to share on this topic. Amazing yeah it's
0: just so amazing because I'm now that like you know I've opened up to that and really not wanted to be limited and it's so beautiful because throughout this book you know I essentially read this book in one sitting is so beautiful and great and congratulations I loved it and you know just reading this book and just you know just seeing essentially like we have to do the inner work first right which is inevitable obvious stuff But part of doing that inner work is also like doing that inner work through my work and through my work with the podcast, you know, and to really see that this is my art form, gathering all these people and having these conversations to bring in more of the divine masculine in myself, healthy divine masculine energy Because I know I was laughing when you're like, oh, you know, growing up in a strict Italian Catholic home, like, I get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I understand completely and just having to navigate through that. And, you know, so much of my journey over the years has just really been about cultivating that healthy relationship with my own inner masculine, being a Gemini, like, masculine, Leo rising, masculine, and then allowing more of that femininity to come in, calling in more of my soul sisters and all of that. And so this book was just so profound for me because I was like, yes, 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 like this is life right now. So when you talk in Open Wide about how we're all worthy of manifesting oceans of love, but to do that, we must first fall with, with ourselves, fall in love with ourselves first, How did you master your inner mean girl in order to really experience the spine-tingling sex and the mind-blowing love in ways that you didn't know existed before?
1: Mm. It has been a journey and it's not something that happened overnight. Definitely not. But what I realized is mastering our inner mean girl or bad boy for whoever's listening is... A daily practice and it's something that you have to do probably for the rest of your life and I had to do it a lot when I first started and the more I've practiced it it's like a muscle the stronger I've gotten at it, the better I've gotten at it so mastering my inner mean goal is something that I still do but it has definitely gotten easier and if you think about it we have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day so that's potentially 60 to 80,000 negative fear-based limiting beliefs you have a day okay that's a lot men have around 40,000 so they don't have as many as us
0: mm-hmm. so
1: they only have to master their bad boy for maybe 40,000 times a day and so i think a lot of people want this quick fix like this I want you to tell me how to be enlightened and I want to get there yesterday (laughs) but it's like this is a daily commitment to yourself like I am so deeply committed to mastering my own mean girl because of two reasons for myself so that I can show up in the world as the best version of myself And then, so I, and then my second reason is for others, so that I can be of service to others. Because if I'm not doing that work on myself, then I can't be the best version of myself for other people, for my husband, for everyone. So, mastering your inner mean girl so that you can experience spine tingling love is a daily practice. It's something that. I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, I choose love today. I am committed to love today. I'm committed to opening wide and living from that place of love. And every area of my life is lived from that place of love. I no longer do anything from fear. I have in the past, I have had relationships out of fear. I have had, you know, uh, jobs out of fear. I have saved money out of fear i have had um friendships out of fear i have eaten and not eaten out of fear i've exercised out of fear so i have experienced every area of your life from a place of fear i've I've experienced living from that place of fear and it really stunk I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was horrible. It put me in hospital. I ended up very unhappy and unwell. And I realized that I had to turn my life around. And one of the ways that I do that is every morning I recommit. I'm committed to mastering my mango. I'm committed to being open wide. I'm committing to choosing love instead of fear. And that is how I live my life. That is how I create abundance of love and health and wealth in all areas of my life.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I've been a student of A Course in Miracles now since 2012. And the same thing, every morning I start by reading my, you know, my uh, lesson for the day and just going back to that and also just recognizing that it's all love or it's an opportunity for love. And I know you talk about so many opportunities throughout this book that we have, that we are able to really Work with ourselves and being able to through the love languages and through the people that we need and through acts of kindness and just being able to be conscious enough to choose love and when at when at all possible and should be at all possible and when those fears come up to not beat ourselves up for that too.
1: Mm, It's so important. In every moment, we have one or two choices: love or fear. Right. Fifty-two not 52. I know women can sometimes feel like oh but I've got this voice saying this and I've got this voice saying this and I've got I don't know I'm so confused and I've got 50 but vo- no. It's love or fear. That's love it. Love or fear. One or the other. And I am so deeply committed to doing everything in my life from a place of love. I don't want you to do anything for me unless you can do it from a place of love. I don't want to do anything unless I can do it from a place of love. And that is how I live my life. Literally, mm-hmm. like I don't want any of my friends to do anything nice for me just because they think they should if, they, if it's from that place of fear. Like That's not how I operate anymore. I've operated like that for so many years that I've had to reprogram to operate as love as my main operating system.
0: That's so beautiful. And I was just having this, uh, uh, this podcast interview in my house before I got on the call with you. And we kept talking about the pendulum swing, right? So it's like because you've had that like such strong swing back from all that fear and all of that, and now it gets to go in the opposite direction with all the love. And I also feel like it's so much of that arrow being shot back too. Like you've been able to be pulled back to that far deep space that now you can shoot forward and when you look back, you can see how far you've come, which is such a great testament of just like perseverance and love. And wow, like you did it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So it was what I loved about this book. Again, like I mentioned, is just like your passion to rebalance the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And to also, you know, yes, this book is, it's, Written to essentially women, but men are also clearly, it's great for them to understand the female perspective of what's going on. And as I was saying earlier, it's like seeing how many men are being more vulnerable now and like really opening up and tapping into that. Like, what a beautiful time to be alive. And so, you have your podcast and you have guests and your books and your tours. How have you seen more men? really tapping into more of their divine feminine essence while also embodying a really strong masculine divine masculine.
1: Mm. It's it definitely is seeing a emergence which is so beautiful and you're right a lot of men have read my book and they have got so much out of it, which is really great. They've they've read it and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for writing it. I now understand my wife or my partner or my girlfriend so much deeper. And so thank you. Like I had, uh, yeah, so many people emailing me. <laughs> message me on social media they come up to me and they just say thank you thank you thank you so definitely if you were a male and you were listening to this please read this please read it because it's so powerful um and you are right there is definitely a conscious Shift happening at the moment where there is a collective rebalance of the ma- divine masculine and the divine feminine energy. So, we are seeing a balance happening at the moment. So, more of the masculine energy, the out of balance masculine energy, is coming back to the feminine. So, it's like a seesaw you know, like you can't be too masculine and you can't be too feminine. We need to have this balance within ourselves and then within our relationships. So what let's just let's just take it all strip it all back for a minute and focus on ourselves. Okay? we need to take radical responsibility for our own divine masculine and our own divine feminine, because when we do that, it'll trickle out into all of our other relationships. So we don't need to worry about that. We just need to focus within ourselves and we need to make sure that our seesaw, our divine masculine and our divine feminine is really balanced and and humming along nicely if you're too out of balance, if you're too masculine, you need to do what you need to do to rebalance and come back to the feminine. I have a tendency to be too much in my masculine yang energy. I am a pitta kapha, body type, type A, Leo rising, Aries, overachiever. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Overachiever driven, you know, like that is my personality. But if I am too much in that go, 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 masculine, strive, do, be, you know, way, then I lose my divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is I butt heads with my husband because he's in his masculine and I'm trying to be too masculine and we just butt heads, okay? So we need to have this balance within ourselves. I have a toolkit of tools of what I can do to rebalance and come back into my divine feminine and rebalance that, I know what I need to do. I need to get into nature. I need to meditate. I need to have a bath with Epsom salts and essential oils. I need to self love body massage. I need to do some yin yoga. I need to dive in the ocean. I need to get a massage. You know, I know what I need to dance. I know what I need to do. I open up my feminine toolkit, and I pull something out of that to, to get me back into balance. And that's my responsibility to do that. It's not my husband's. It's my responsibility to make sure that my divine feminine and my divine masculine are really beautifully balanced because then that'll affect my relationship with my husband, my 12-year-old bonus son, my friends, my parents, everything. And so it really does come back to us. And it's really beautiful to see that the divine masculine is really owning their divine feminine Mm -hmm. now because we... Due to this patriarchal society, we have almost suppressed these feminine qualities, and it's been pull your socks up and you got to forge forward, and you know showing vulnerability. And I grew up in a household very Catholic Italian, and it was not honoured to cry or
0: oh, I get it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> like it was like get over it, you know, pick yourself up and off you go. Um, so the men have been conditioned by society and the patriarchy to pull their socks up and to really armor up and put on a little bit of a shield over that beautiful heart of theirs. But it's so gorgeous to see that there is a re-emergence of this now. And I have I have a couple of beautiful men examples in my life where I get to witness this. My husband being one of them, who is the most divine representation of the divine masculine and divine feminine. He has such a gorgeous balance He is strong and mission-driven and focused and the captain of our ship, yet he is so heart open and expansive and vulnerable and soft and flexible at the same time. And so he kind of dances between the two and so do I. And it comes back to, that's my responsibility, it's my responsibility to learn this sacred dance Mm -hmm. between my own masculine and my own feminine because there are going to be times where I need to step into my divine masculine when I'm working, when I'm speaking on stage for 5,000 people, when I'm holding space for all those people. It requires me to be more in my masculine and then there's times that I need to be more in my feminine right? So it's my responsibility to look after that within myself and to make sure I'm owning that because that is when we find that beautiful bliss balance within ourselves and it will reflect out into all of our relationships.
0: And to me, that is so beautiful what you just said. And to me, that's so like the unity consciousness of 5D living is that it's not us versus them, it's us and them, masculine and feminine. There can't be this separation i've been talking about it so much that i don't believe the future is female it has to be all inclusive because we can't be we can't be pushing the men who want to show up we have to allow them to feel safe to be vulnerable because it is part of their dna to like big boys don't cry and man up and all these things and as we all as a society become more conscious As women, we have a responsibility to hold that space. And like you're saying, when you're speaking to 5,000 people, you can't hold that space for 5,000 people if you can't even hold that space for one person, first starting with us and then your partner. And then, you know, I I understand completely. I know when I'm speaking and teaching in front of us, like in yoga festivals or whatever and holding that space, I can't do that if I'm not holding that space for myself. It's all building blocks that we have to do. And that's why when you're saying starting with these daily rituals and these practices and knowing in your toolkit, what is it that fills you up? And exactly. being okay to have that boundary to say no thank you to other people when you know you need to fill up because no one, no one needs half-assed versions of us. We all need to show up fully, authentically, and vibrantly, especially in the, in the world we're living in right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This week, for example, my husband and little boy have gone away for the week. It's school holidays here in Australia, and um, a lot of my friends knew that they were going away, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do dinners and catch ups, and let's go for walks and teas." And you know, two weeks ago, when they were saying this to me, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's do it." And then, as Monday came and they got on their flight and they went. All I've wanted to do this whole week is hibernate. I haven't seen anyone. I don't want to see anyone. And I have my friends texting me going, let's go for a walk. Let's catch up. And I'm like, I don't want to. And well, it's
0: thanks for nothing. showing up
1: here. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, it's so fun. <laughs> this, um, this is, yeah, this is, you know, I love this and this is beautiful. And I love seeing them too, but I've really just this week needed to honor myself. Like I've really needed, and I'm not on my moon. I'm not like, I just really needed to honor myself. And I have literally like not known what to do with myself with all of this (laughs) space. Like when you take away the label of wife and mother, I'm like, whoa, like (laughs) like, Graciousness. <laughs> it's like it is crazy. And so what I've been doing is like get this, wait for it, nothing. Like laying on the couch, and that's it. And and then what there's a foreign my, my, concept, right? Yeah. My my <laughs> main girl kicks in and she's like, you should be using your time wisely. You should be going for a walk, go to yin yoga, go for a walk, see this person. They want to see you. You should do that. And I was just like, nope, 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 nope. I don't want to do any of that. All I want to do is rest. And I know that. Fill up my cup. Life ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And there are times in your life, like I just finished a tour around Australia with my husband. My husband and I went on an open wide tour to celebrate. He's a musician. So we celebrated his music um, and my launch of my book. So he wrote a song called Open Wide and I wrote a book called Open Wide. And we came together and we created this show mixed with music, motivation and meditation. It's kind of like Tony Robbins meets Coldplay concert. I love that. Amazing! (laughs) It was epic, but that required a lot of me, and even just getting on and off airplanes and waking up at four a.m. It's not so much the speaking on stage to five thousand people that drains me; that lights me up. I hear you. It's more. It's more the getting up at four in the morning to get on a flight, and uh, you know, getting home late, and then sleeping in hotel rooms with really uncomfortable pillows. I'm going to travel with my own pillow from now on. Um, You know, that required a lot of me. And so that was an ebb, you know, that was a go, go, go period in my life. And now this week I had so much spaciousness. And what our main goal tells us to do is to fill it, to fill it, to go, to do, to achieve, to strive. But I'm done. I am done with that. So I'm just like, what do I feel like doing? I feel like laying on the couch and putting the TV on. And this comes from a person who didn't even have a TV for so long. And I'm like, I just want to watch a travel show or like I love cooking shows. I want to watch chef's table. I want to watch something that I can just totally immerse myself in and get lost in. And for me, that is coming from this type a driven it's been really hard because then the guilt comes in and so this week i've just been like spaciousness and just owning it and allowing myself to really relish in that slower more flow because yeah like i said life ebbs and flows and -hmm. we've got to take it when it comes
0: totally and i mean maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I know growing up Italian Catholic, my dad's one of eight. So it was like the people pleasing and like making sure everyone else's needs are met, the martyr, right? We we can get so caught in that martyr, making sure everyone else's needs are met, all of that. But that idea of fostering the boundaries has been, I know for me, such a test. and an experience because it was always like my grandmother lived seven houses down the street and then she lived across the street when my parents moved you know and she also moved and then I moved back from San Diego to be her caretaker when she was passing and so I had to put but that's what felt right for me at that time but then I know I lost my mind for a bit and then I know for me like so much of that has been navigating through the years of what did I need Like now that I live in Joshua Tree, I'm kind of like in this hermit space so I can understand where you're coming from. It's just like filling up my cup, like doing what I need, focusing on my needs first. And so much of that mean girl could be that story playing over and over again, but having to say no, thank you. And if you're having all these friends reach out and you're like, no, I just need to breathe a little. That could feel foreign because it's not our normal, our normalcy from what we grew up with. So that has been a new kind of uh, retraining that you've really had to do. And it's like really sticking the ground and being like, no, and having that be a strong, solid, no, because mm-hmm. you can tell if you're saying no, someone can tell if you're saying no, and there's like, and they're unwavering, you know, and they're wavering in that. No, but just having an unwavering. No is like, no, I need this for me. How has that shift for you? Just, just really be like, no, like mm-hmm. solid. No
1: hmm It's amazing. It's so empowering, but it's, you know, it, ha- it sometimes feels uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you know, I, one of my best friends and she's here at the moment and she doesn't live here. And I said to her, I know I just practiced what I call in the book, CCC, crystal clear communication. And I just said to her, Hey, sweetie, um, I know I said we'd catch up this week, but I'm really feeling like just hermiting. Um, and I had this, twinge of guilt. And I just wanted to express that to you. And she was like, babe, don't even worry about it. I feel exactly the same. And all I want to do is hermit as well. I love you. And I know you love me and it's all good. And I just went, okay, Mm -hmm. that feels really good. It feels really, really good. And I'm sure that
0: took time for you to get to that space with relationships and girlfriends because... You know, there is a point where we always had to people please and make sure everyone else's needs were met and all that. But then being able to call in, I know you talk about that a lot in the book too, to call that in and call in those soulmate sisters and all of that to just understand how has that been, you know, that shift?
1: Oh yeah, babe. Like my parents are gold medalist people pleasers. (laughs) Like they could go to the Olympics for people pleasing and they would win. They are so, like it is so deeply ingrained. And that generation, like our parents' generation, the baby boomers, mm-hmm. bless them. They are the most courteous and giving and loving and generous generation. They really are. And I'm so grateful for the lessons that I've learned from it. But I see I see the people pleasing and what it does. And it's not how I want to live my life. Okay. So I grew up watching all of the adults in my life, people please, and I had to reprogram that. I had to really reprogram that. And my dad still you know, tries to shoot on me, or you should do this, you should do that. And I'm like, dad, quit shooting on me. Quit shooting on me, because it's not gonna happen. I wanna do something because I wanna do it, not because you are telling me that I should. And so it's really important that if you are currently a people pleaser, be mindful of it. Reprogram it.
0: What I, is the intention of that too, I think is the biggest thing. Like are you looking to get something out of it.
1: Totally. Why are you doing it? Because you think you should, because your dad's telling you that it's your cousin and that you should go and visit them. Like, what is it? Um, and, and I'm really careful as well with Nick, who's my husband and Leo, who's my bonus kid. I'm very careful of the word should. I very, very rarely use it with them, you know? And I watch myself go into default with Leo, especially, well, you should act this way. And I watch myself, I'm like, oh my God, I'm my mother. I'm my, I'm my father right now. And that isn't how I want to parent. That isn't how I want to live my life. I want him, he is his own sovereign being. I want him to choose what feels good for him. But I have to be very mindful of slipping into old default patterns and then rewriting my own story, reprogramming my own beliefs. And that's not just with parenting, that's with my health, my relationships, wealth, money, everything. You know, a lot of our beliefs are inherited and borrowed by our family from our parents. And sometimes that's really great. And sometimes it's really stinky and we've got to reprogram. And it took me hitting rock bottom to go, Oh, hang on. This isn't even what I believe. This is my dad's belief around money, or this is my dad's belief around parenting. So what do I, Melissa believe? And I literally rewrote all of my beliefs out. And I was like, this is my beliefs. These are my core values what I take everyone through in chapter four and dive into your ocean, I get everyone to uncover their core values, beliefs, interests, and hobbies. And that is such a powerful exercise because it really helps you deeply understand yourself. And when you deeply know and understand yourself, you can then call in a soulmate and you can call in soul sisters that are also aligned.
0: hmm Yeah, the importance of doing the work on ourselves first before really calling in. Because I just, I'm in the space where it's like, I want, with my soulmate, it's like calling in two holes. It's no more this you complete me bullshit that we've been conditioned to believe, or it just doesn't work. We need to have holes. It's all these holes coming in together. And there's this one quote that you have in this book that just was like, just hit me to the core about vulnerability. And you wrote, vulnerability is the key for deep love. When you are vulnerable and true to yourself, it allows others into your heart and increases their trust in you. So be, yeah, I love that. That was like my favorite. That's my, that was my favorite lines that you wrote in the book. Because to me, being vulnerable has been something that I'm so passionate about. I feel like it's so sexy. And that's what like, gives people that permission to also be vulnerable because we all want to just share what we're really feeling. But so many of us are scared of saying whether because of the way we were raised or whether because of society or the should haves, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Totally.
0: And just to be able to be in that space of like, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is what I need. And to ask for that respect, you know. And if they don't, that's okay too. And just finding that within ourselves and knowing that we are capable of filling our cups.
1: Mm-hmm. Vulnerability connects us, vulnerability makes people lean in. Mm-hmm. It is- you know, and be be honest, be radically honest. My husband did a podcast called Radical Honesty a little while ago. Go and listen to it. He had people message him in questions and he answered them radically honestly without any filter on his podcast. And they were really, really deep. Like Some people were saying, well, do you fantasize about other women? You know, things like that. And he was so honest and open and vulnerable and It was really inspiring. It's one of the most downloaded episodes on his show. Uh, But for me, it's something that I'm so aware of and something that I really want to live, like being radically honest with myself first. Mm -hmm. Quit lying to yourself. Quit lying to yourself about the relationship. Quit lying to yourself about the job that is not fulfilling you. Quit lying to yourself about the health thing. And get radically honest with yourself because then once you're radically honest with yourself you'll be radically honest with your partner with your children and with your friends and it can feel scary don't get me wrong it can feel really scary sometimes but what is the alternative the alternative is scarier the alternative lying to yourself Which eats away at your soul and your heart and builds resentment and causes dis-ease in your body, that is scarier. Like to me, that is so much scarier. So, we've got to practice speaking our truth, practice being honest and, and authentic and vulnerable, because that is when your relationships with others and yourself are going to deepen so much. You know, and it can feel scary, like I said, but it's going to connect you and it builds trust. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. It was my birthday last week.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Thank you very much. Um, So I got for my birthday, I always say to my friends, please don't buy me presents. Your presence is enough for me but they don't listen. And some of them still buy me presents. Like, honestly, I'm like, no, 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 do not buy me anything. Like, don't please. I just want you there. Like, just come and have a picnic with me. That's all I want. Um, And they, they still do it, which is very sweet. (laughs) Um, But two of my friends bought me a necklace, bought me necklaces. So I got two, two different friends bought me necklaces. My husband also brought me a necklace and it's so weird, like three necklaces, like it's, and I don't wear, I don't wear jewelry. I only wear my wedding rings, which I don't even have on today because I don't often wear them because I take them off when I go to the gym, but I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I never have. Um, and so I was wearing this necklace and, um, he said to me, okay, the necklace is the only piece of jewelry that you wear and cause you don't always wear these. Um, and I want, him, I want it to be a piece from me. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. And it's also our four-year wedding anniversary. And he bought me this beautiful necklace, which is getting fixed. It's getting fitted at the moment, like they're putting it all together. So we designed it together. And um, so I won't have it for a few more weeks. Anyway, when I got these two necklaces, my first thought was I'm never going to wear them because once I put on that necklace from him, I'm never taking it off. Ever, and in the moment I thought oh and my friend said to me if you don't like it just let me know and I, I can take it back whatever and then when I got home I would felt like oh I didn't speak my truth in that moment to either of those friends so I picked up the phone and I told them and I and I explained to them I said I didn't say this to you when you gave this to me because I felt uncomfortable but Nick gave me a necklace for my birthday and it's so beautiful and meaningful to me. And once I put it on, I'm not going to take it off. And so I just want, I know I won't wear your necklaces. And I just wanted to be really honest with you guys. And each of them both sent me a message back and they were just like, thank you so much for your honesty. That is so fine. One of them was like, no worries give it back to me i'll give it to someone else and the other one was like i'll give you the receipt and you can go and pick something else that you like
0: oh that's a lot of courage melissa to even say that
1: because you know when someone buys you something as well like they've thought about it no to a a lot of effort and that's just one example that and and the only reason why i'm telling that story is because it literally happened this week and (laughs) and it's quite current for me But I mean, I've got so many other stories where vulnerability and being honest has really deepened my friendship or deepened my relationship with that person. Same with my kids. Like, there's times where, you know, I've like not wanted to show emotion because I wanted to be the strong adult. And, you know, when I've said to him, I'm so sorry I spoke to you like that. I'm really hurting at the moment or... I'm feeling really sad at the moment because of whatever. And I reacted like that because of that. And it's not okay. And I apologize. And I love you dearly. And he's like, no worries. Don't, don't worry about it. No, worries. but, but what that does is it builds trust in our relationship and same with my friends that built trust. So they're going to now trust me so much more deeply when they give me a present, maybe in the future. And I say, Oh, it's really nice. They might be like, well, listen, don't lie to me. Like, you know, tell me the truth. So, vulnerability, honesty, radical honesty is imperative for yourself and for your relationships, and it does. It builds trust. And I'm not here to have these fake, inauthentic conversations and relationships. I am bored. I have been there. I am done. Like I want to know how you really are. What are you going through at the moment? If you're not going through anything, great. How can I support you? How can I help you? What's going on in your life at the moment? Like one of my one of the things that I ask most of my girlfriends when we have catch-ups or I call them solely chats when, you know, a lot of my girlfriends don't live in the same city and so we have hour-long solely chats. Some some of them do live here and when we do catch up, the first question I say is how is your soul? How are you really? What's really going on for you? How are you? And not, you know, what's been going on? you busy. Yeah, I'm really busy. You know, no, it's like, Death. how are you? What's going on for you? How can I support you? How can I hold space for you right now? You know, that is what I'm more interested in.
0: I hear you. I just feel like there's no more time for small talk. I just, I don't, I don't have the capacity for it anymore. Like I can't, I literally can't. If I'm at a if I'm having a conversation and like the conversations over, it's over for me. I can't, I can't fake it. Nor do I want to, I don't want to say waste my time, but it's just like, there's so much more that we can be doing with this time than just like running around in circles or just kind of, Oh, you, you feel me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and nobody got time for that. So yeah. it's really interesting, and you know, I I've been reading so much, and I feel it from your book and just feeling too, just reading energy. And I feel like as more men open up too, you know, we have like a fifty percent divorce rate. You mentioned that even in the book, and I feel like up until now, a lot of men were unable to express their needs. And so that's why so many of them were so unhappy too. And I really do feel like we are a generation that is a lot more conscious of each other and their in our feelings. But I don't feel like that number could be that high for very long anymore. Because, you know, there is space. We are allowing like opening up to more vulnerable spaces. People are communicating more. People are It's not taboo anymore to share what we really feel, to share what our needs are, to share just our, our desires. None of that is taboo anymore. It's pretty much like the cards are on the table right now. How do you feel that this book, that Open Wide is really helping hold that space to really heal relationships between partners and to bring this communication back into relationships and to just really honor the person that is in front of us
1: mm, yeah I mean I, I hope that the divorce rate does go down you know I really do because it's stressful and it's freaking expensive for one we are we're so different to our parents generation we are um, you know people say our generation is selfish and uh really soul centered and entitled, I, yeah. I disagree, like yeah, and, and you know what? Like each generation has their amazing points and, and ours are we are very, very heart-centered and we are taking responsibility and we're like, no, I'm not gonna people please. No, I don't wanna do that. No, why would I do that? That's not my truth. And I think that's a really beautiful thing, but we can do it with love and compassion. Definitely, mm-hmm. and we don't have to be rude about it. Um, you know, in our parents' generation, they're courteous. They're so freaking courteous and generous. Like, my parents are the most generous people I've ever met and courteous people I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm so grateful that I got to witness that because it really has impacted me. But then there's other things that I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna put that one to the side. I don't wanna take on that one. <laughs> so, I definitely think that I think that men are really stepping in. they're really their soul is craving deep connection. and you know they've realized that this armor that they've put over their chest needs to come down. It really does need to come down because if they want this beautiful heart-centered deeply connected, deep love, rocking relationship and soulful connection and sex with a female, with their love, then they've got to take that armor down. And this applies for same-sex couples as well. And I'm only speaking from my experience, which is one male and one female, but this absolutely applies to same-sex couples as well. I wanted to just say that just so people don't think, oh, why is she saying that? Well, I'm only speaking from my experience. So, and my experience is one male and one female. So um, yeah, I really do feel like there is such a shift for the masculine energy to really open up and be vulnerable and it's beautiful to witness.
0: And to, and holding space for them because like like this book, how you have it in this three-part experience, you know, it's really about like looking within and then being able to look out and see what's been going on and to call that, that soulmate in and to really experience that. But first you you can't experience that outside of you if you haven't been able to experience that within you. And then being able to come together to really be grounded in this space of connection, authenticity and vulnerability and truthfulness and honesty and self-love, which I just feel like are what everyone really wants. Like deep down, that's what we really want.
1: Everyone wants that. You tell me one person, like some people say to me, is your book for me? And I'm like, well, do you want deep love? Yeah. Do you want rocking relationships? Yeah. Do you want soulful sex? Yeah. Well, then this book is for you. You know, this book is for you. Everyone wants love. Everyone wants connection. Everyone wants soulful connection. So, uh, yeah, everyone wants that.
0: And if they're, if they're saying they don't, they lie. No, like <laughs> that's where some we, people may be afraid of being vulnerable and sharing what they really want, but that's where, that's what an opportunity for them to do the inner work and to really get radically honest with themselves. Okay. So I always like to have some lightning round questions that I like to ask everyone towards the end of. Yes. I yes. I do too. They're so fun. Okay. What is your spirit animal?
1: Dolphin. Why? Because I love the ocean so much. I am a full water baby. Like, I am a mermaid. I just, I'm totally the type are. of person that could be out in the ocean and in the water and in the sunshine. Like, my husband's like, I don't know. I've never met anyone who can sit in the sun all day. Like I literally stay in the sun all day. I don't recommend this. I have olive skin and hey. I don't <laughs> burn where my husband's got like, my husband's got half an hour and then he starts to burn and he's like, I've got to get out of the sun. But we go to Europe and I literally lay there for like the entire day reading books and soaking it up. I just love the ocean. I love the water—it's just my happy place. Diving in the ocean like a dolphin—like it's just, yeah, it's me.
0: You're total dolphin, and they're super smart too. So I don't doubt that at all. Okay, so what would you say is a mantra that's really running through you right now?
1: Open wide. It's my guiding mantra. So every morning I wake when I like when I'm slipping from unconscious to conscious realm and my eyes are closed and I'm kind of coming out of sleep. I place my hand on my heart and one on my belly and I say to myself, I let go of anything that's no longer serving me and I open wide. And I want to move through my day open wide. I want to be open to everyone, every experience, all of the beauty that is around me. And so when I feel myself closing down and shutting off, I say to myself, open wide, Melissa, open wide.
0: And witness because the miracles when unfold. that's the beauty happens. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. That's
0: it. I love that. Okay, so who are some of your favorite gods or goddesses that you love to channel?
1: I really love... You know, channeling a, a couple of them, like in the book, I talk about the six archetypes, mm-hmm. and I, I love, I love playing the mother role. I really love that archetype so much. Not so much the the the, yeah. I really love that archetype. So that really divine mothering. I love playing that. I also love. um you know, just stepping into any, any goddessy role. I don't know, like I love being sexy goddess for my husband. And then I also love being this really mothering, nurturing, caring mother figure. Like I love that archetype. I just love playing that role so much, especially with Leo and it's so innate within me. Um, I love getting to play that.
0: Mm, I love that. Okay. What would you say is one of the most profound books that played such a pivotal role in your life as you're an author?
1: Well, I have to say it was the first spiritual book I picked up and looking back, it probably wouldn't be the one I would choose um, as like the book but it was the first one that got me on my path. So in 2010, I ended up in hospital, very unwell and very unhappy. And it was the first spiritual personal development text that I read that put me on my path, and that was Louise Hay, "You Can Heal Your Life." Ugh. But would I say that is the most profound spiritual text I've read? No, there's definitely there's a go-to. So many. <laughs> it's definitely. A too yeah. absolutely, but you know, like Neil Donald Walsh, Walsh, A Conversations with God is like one of the most amazing books I've read. Um, The Alchemist, another amazing book. Oh, yeah, Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. You know, they're all amazing books.
0: Well, I love that. Okay, so. What would you say for someone who hasn't read the book yet, what would you say is the number one importance for soulful sex?
1: I mean, there's other, the only other option is junk food sex. <laughs> so it's like, what do you want? Do you want junk food sex or do you want deep soulful sex? Like, what do you want in your life? I know what I want. I'm craving the soulful deep sex not the junk food sex. I've had junk food sex. I had it with all of my past partners besides my husband. And it is so important. And it comes back to what we spoke about before, the intent. Like, what is the intent? Like, what is the intent that you have when you walk into the bedroom with your lover? Is it to get your rocks off? Or is it to experience God, oneness, love, whatever you want to call it? You know, know your intent. Um, my intent is to have soulful, deep experiences with myself and with others. So I know which one I'm always choosing. Get it, girl. Awesome. And what would you tell younger Melissa today? You know, I, my mom used to say to me, be your own best friend. And I'd be like, whatever, mom. Like, I've got 15 best friends. I don't need to be my own best friend but I didn't really understand what that meant until later in life. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so right. I do need (laughs) to be my own best friend. I do need to have my own back 100%. And that's what I'd say to my younger self, even though I, I got told that and I didn't listen, but be your own best friend, have your own back. Back yourself, love yourself unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and you will live a pretty epic life.
0: Mm. I love that. It's like finding joy with yourself. And I feel like that's so much of what your book is about. It's just really finding that within yourself first before thinking it's outside of you and being your own guru and like really looking within. That's super beautiful. So, if there's one thing you would want to share with everyone that we didn't talk about yet, about open wide or whatever has just been really resonant and strong for you right now, what would that be?
1: You didn't come here to suffer. God, the universe, whatever higher spirit that you believe in, didn't put you here on earth to suffer. You are here to be your true, authentic self. You are here to unlock your full potential, to serve others, to be your best self. That is why we're here, not here to suffer. We're here to really shine and share that with the others around us and to serve others.
0: That's so beautiful. Yes. Just feeling into that, just really wow, yes, absolutely, yes. Well, hey, guru to that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now where can we find more about you, your podcast, your book? Got many hats, girl.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. That's my type A personality. I get it. Yeah. So, um, head to my website, melissaambrosini.com. If you want to get the book, melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide, or my other book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. Um, I have so many online programs and products and meditations and, Goodies that you can check out there. Nick and I actually created a free video masterclass, open wide masterclass, that you can check out at melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide. And it's basically him and I talking about all of the topics very vulnerably, very honestly that we talk about in the book uh, or that I talk about in the book. Sorry. And um, come and introduce yourself to me on social media. I love Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is like my number one platform so come and introduce yourself to me there tell me that you heard this podcast and um, yeah I'd love to meet you and then there's my podcast come and subscribe to that it's Melissa the Melissa Ambrosini show Um, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts just hit subscribe I do two shows a week on a Monday and a Thursday and I absolutely love my podcast so much. It's so much fun. As you know, you just get to talk to epic people like yourself and it's the best fun ever. So it's come and be us.
0: I love your podcast. It's amazing. And the guests you have are brilliant. So thank you for everything you're doing and all of the links are in the show notes And I'm just so grateful. I was so elated to get the email out. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, So you've been on my list to to chat with. So this book was brilliant, open wide. You have to check it out. It's so beautiful. It's really well written. It's thought out in so many ways with so many tools. And I love the journal entry opportunities you have throughout the book. So you can write straight into the book and just really have your energy in that space and really it's holding a very safe container. That's just when I see it, it's just like a very sacred space for you to really get vulnerable and get open and being able to look and see the progress from the beginning to the end. So I just, I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. And I really do feel like we are in this wave of this massive shift with relationships by first starting with ourselves and to realize that it's okay to say no. It's okay to honor our needs. It's okay to listen to what our, what is our love language, honoring that, and to also connect with ourselves and honor our bodies and our needs and just everything that you brought. I just really appreciate you, sister. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your work. And thank you for continuing to slay it for the type A. <laughs> I get it, girl. I'm a Leo rising too. I I get it. It's, 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 it's real.
1: (laughs) Totally. Thank you so much for your beautiful words and for having me on the show. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Go check out Melissa. Let me know what you think in the show notes and we'll be hearing from you soon. Take care. Wow. 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 How amazing was that episode with my girl, Melissa Ambrosini? I have been wanting to have a conversation with her since I first found her years ago. And so to have her on the Sovereign Society podcast, I'm beyond honored. And you heard her. She's she's talked about it. She's talked about how it's all about a time to live vulnerably and authentically and being real. And so this is my, you see all over my social media. That's what I'm all about. And I'm really excited because on Sunday, the doors closed for Thrive, which is my eight-week soul activation experience to help you amplify your soul's purpose. So, We're going to be working a lot with Kundalini Yoga, Conscious Business Strategies, and Modern Mysticism to really help you align to your soul's destiny and reclaim your sovereignty because the world is ready for you. We need people to continue to live and navigate through this time and space with love taking the lead. And this is what Thrive is really here to help you with. So we start on Sunday, June 10th. The doors are closing There's also opportunities for you to work with me one-on-one as an upgraded package. Payment plans available. You can get Thrive for as little as $8 a day. $8 a day, you can join us in Thrive. So the links for Thrive are below, as well as all of the links for Melissa Ambrosini's masterclass, her books, her social media, her website, all the things, so... Two type A's coming together, two Italian Catholic raised type A's coming together. This is a soul sister. I just really adore this queen. She is the real deal and I love this conversation. Please feel free to let, let, let me know, let us know what you thought of this conversation. You can leave a review on iTunes. You can... Let us know on social media. Share with us what's coming through for you. We are here to support you and we are here to continue to just bless this place up. So again, if you want to learn more about Thrive, I invite you to check out the link below. And it's going to be super bitchin'. We have kundalini yoga classes, group coaching classes, morning meditations. I like to call them wake, pray, slay. We have a masterclass with my dear friend Miranda of Planet Palm Creative. We're talking about magnetizing your medicine. Masterclass using Instagram to really hone in and to magnetize your brand because this is our time to share our medicine. This is our time to step up. This is our time to be love, to be the love within, to call in the love, to share the love. Just love is the force. This is all about connection. This is all about reaching out. This is all about stepping in. Of stepping up and radiating our radness, sharing our truth, leading with love and opening wide. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I look forward to hearing how it resonated with you over on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio, or you can leave a review on iTunes. Again, anyone who leaves a review, you get a free Sodnet ebook to help you amplify your daily practice and your routine so that you can really align to your soul's truth and all of the radiance and all of the juju that life has to offer us so thank you so much for listening have a great one and we'll see you when we see you have a great one bye